That's Rihanna with the high notes there at 105.7 Highlands Light FM. We're at 8.38 now. That's 22 before 9. Time to check in on your money and find out what Wall Street is doing to your retirement plans today. If it's doing something substantial, you need a good financial advisor to make sure it doesn't do something bad to you every day. That's Philip Statler, who's on the line with us now from Statler Financial Services. Philip, how are you today? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today. We got technology back up and running the right way, so so that's good. And hey, we head into this um, this week, full first full week of December, and actually, you know, earnings season is really starting to tail off now. And uh, you know, you and I will have to work harder to find stuff to talk about. Yeah, gosh darn, we're going to go across the pond in a couple of minutes here, <laughs> setting the table for the morning. Uh, Friday was not a bad day. It just wasn't an exciting day. And that's probably good because we started out with a real downer with the fact that our jobs market is still hot enough to the point where the likelihood of the Federal Reserve maybe sticking to their original plan of a three-quarter percent rate bump next week starts looking at least more likely. I think the market's still betting on a half a percent, but I think they're smoking something. The Dow was uh, up by 35 points. S&P was basically flat down by five, and the NASDAQ was down by 21, which in the airy area that's in still almost flat so i'm kind of relieved to end up with a nothing day aren't you yeah exactly you know it was nice to close out that week and it was a mixed week right some december some november as we close out and head into this full first uh week of uh, december and i'm sure the jingle bells are ringing across the board you know and and we would like to see them start to jingle here on the stock market but i gotta tell you dave looking at the futures that's not going to be what happens today does not look like it. I mean, last week when we had that really big up day after Paulson's rubber chicken speech, I was figuring, well, Santa Jay is uh, driving the Santa rally. But then again, the uh, strength of our economy, and I mean, this is always, I, I talk about, we're talking at both sides of their mouth. We're happy to see the job growth doing well. We're happy to see wages growing. That's all good for the economy. It just does a wonderful job screwing up investments when we're worried about an interest rate increase. And uh, that just took the bloom right off the stock market rose at the end of the week, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. You know, that was the thing is that all the financial news, the economic news look good. But, but what that means the Fed will do in December, um, I think, started to weigh heavy on the markets. Have you seen any reports about the odds of that rate increase? Because we, before we went on the air, I said I have to believe with a hot jobs market report and a hot wage growth report, wages are up 5.1% so far. Uh, i got to believe that that's, uh, that's increasing the odds of the Fed going from that half a percent that Paulson was referencing back up to that three-quarters of a percent number come next week. You know, I've not seen anything to give me any indication um, of what um, people really believe will happen. Um, and, and so that also then adds a little bit more uncertainty to what we're seeing in the markets as well. That's true. Speaking of wage growth, I just saw something go across my ticker that uh, Delta Airlines, uh, for fear of a strike, has settled with their pilots for a labor deal with a 34% pay hike for Delta pilots. I'm happy for them, but that's going to start raising the average on wage growth again, which, again, is not what the Federal Reserve necessarily wants to see. 
No, they're really not. And and let's face it, I mean, the pilots got some leverage there because, you know, what the airlines did is they made a big mistake when COVID first hit is they started offering buyout deals across the board to get uh, older pilots to go ahead and retire. And and now it's biting them, you know, in the tail. <laughs> you can't fly the plane without a pilot. Why'd you get rid of all these turkeys if you were going to need them later? Uh, yeah, that, that's starting to come back and bite them on the bottom. Other tidbits of news that are out. Uh, Yahoo Finance named their company of the year for 2022. The company of the year is Costco. Now, they got slammed by 7% last Thursday. But uh, still, I mean, they're looking at a pretty healthy number. Their sales went up by 6.7% in October, and uh, Yahoo Finance, at the very least, thinks they're going to be a golden boy for the next few years. Well, you know, I mean, they, they've got, let's face it, their, their model has worked over the years. Mm-hmm. They've got ups and downs, but, you know, that, that warehouse model, not just them, but the Sam's and BJ's and, and those other um, wholesale companies, are uh, you, know, you buy membership and you're supposed to get you're supposed to save on on what you buy and, and you do as long as you need to buy in bulk because if you're not buying in bulk then it, it gets a little bit uh, hairy sometimes. That's true, but that that membership fee model seems to be getting more and more and more. I mean, even Walmart's trying to do a membership fee now with their retail stores to kind of go along with Sam's Club. And every time Amazon reports, you and I always talk about how it's nice to have that business model where you got a few million people all paying $130 or $140 a year for Prime. It's a nice base income that's pretty well insured through the year, even if the per-purchases go down by a bit. Yeah, it really is, you know, because that the idea for those guys is that that's supposed to cover their cost. You know, that's supposed to cover their cost. And so then the little added they add on their retail side is just uh, some extra money coming in. Absolutely. When you can end up running your business on base income and then just make all profit off of what you sell, it's always kind of a nice gig to have. It's a relatively quiet quiet day, especially morning as far as uh, financial reports are concerned and on the uh, and on the uh, government data dump, we don't start getting stuff until like 9.45, 10 a.m., but we will see some market movers on today. I've got factory orders and durable goods orders all slated to come out about 10 this morning, and capital goods orders for non-defense industries also supposed to be coming out. That might be a market mover because it'll either confirm or deny that things are moving a little hotter than the Fed expects, I'd wager. Well, that and then and then going to Wednesday, we've got productivity and labor costs. Nothing really huge there to talk about. Thursday will be our normal jobless uh, claims, first time claims coming in, and then Friday will be the probably the bigger number that we talk about will be the the producer price index um, final number, and so that comes out on Friday, and that kind of will give us uh, maybe a a precursor to what's going to happen the following week when we get the CPI on Tuesday, and that'll be a, an important number. And that'll be a real important number, especially given what's happening at the same time, because that Tuesday and Wednesday is when the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meets. And if the CPI ends up exceeding what was expected, I suspect it's going to move the market bigger than it would be expected to move on a normal day. I think so, because, you know, again, (laughs) bad news is good news, and good news will be bad news uh, when it comes to those things. You cannot win. Speaking of good news, we mentioned this last week that China China discovered a whole new way to fight COVID. They're going to try vaccines now. What a concept. 
But that also means they're slacking off a little bit as far as their zero COVID shut the world down on one case of COVID. And that's kind of helping one of our international trading partners. And I've got to believe it's going to help us down the line because if they're healthy, we're healthier. Well, that, that's true. So we are seeing, because of that, we are seeing that the Chinese stocks, especially their tech stocks, are really getting a, uh, a nice bump this morning. And, you know, I will butcher these names as best I can. Um, <laughs> I told but, you I was going to let you do them, too. <laughs> but I'll start out with the easiest one, right? And, the, and that's the ETF. Invesco has a Golden Dragon China ETF up 5% today. Um, this morning, and it closed up 5% on Friday. So so that was some good news for them. The other one that I have is uh, Billa Billa, uh, I'm as close as I can come to it. It's up 16% today, um, and on Friday, it closed up 16%. So that was some good, uh, good news for them as well. And then the one you and I talk about quite often, that's Alibaba. And they're up four and a half percent this morning. So the China tech stocks getting a nice bump this morning uh, based on that news. Now, we've seen that news come out before. Right. And then and then it gets slammed back the other way. So hopefully this is a true turn in China's response to covid. And because because one of the things I also saw over the weekend was that you know manufacturing in China is down 50 percent. And that can't be good for them. I know it's not good for us. I was going to say it's crummy for us by definition. Apple has been hinting that uh, we might have troubles getting in that 14 Pro iPhone for Christmas because of all of that. And uh, that's not good for our economy when we can't get our junk in from China. So, I mean, it it is an interlinked world economy. So when we talk about China, it's not just time filling. It really does affect especially our retail and uh, that uh, euphoria that you're talking about on the individual stocks when we get to the Asian rim markets on the futures, it'll show basically about the same thing. It looks like it's at least a broad-based belief that uh, this time they really meet it, and that's good news for all concerned. It really is, because now twice now they've, they've said they're going to you know, ease up, and China stocks get a little bit of a, a, a bump, and then the next thing we know, COVID hits, and they're shutting everything back down again. So Hopefully this time will be different. Only time will tell, though, Dave. Oh, yeah. I had some fun with it on Friday when they announced a new vaccine distribution program. I was going to say normally they're more adventurous than we are on a lot of stuff. But when what are we we're two, we're two and a half years into our vaccine distribution and China just discovered it, right? Uh, yeah, you know, who, who knew? <laughs> well, a full lockdown hasn't helped much. They've been doing it for two and a half years, and it hasn't helped one tiny little bit. Uh, resetting the table for the morning in the absence of a whole lot of excitement on our side of the pond. A mixed day again on Friday on Wall Street. The blue chips of the Dow were up by a bit. Everybody else was flat to being kind of, uh, kind of pink. It was just a down day, but not a big one. Uh, you alluded to it earlier, and it looks like things are drifting downward even further. 45 minutes before we open, I'm seeing a lot of red ink this morning, Philip. Yeah, there is a lot of red ink today, Dave. we got the Dow down uh, over six-tenths of a percent, down $223. Same thing with the S&P 500, down almost seven-tenths, that's $27. And the NASDAQ 100, down seven-tenths as well, uh, that's about $83. So so everything's getting uh, getting hit, not quite uh, down 1%, but, but still down that direction and, and heading further. Uh, then on the other side of the coin, 
We've got silver down three quarters of a percent, still slightly over $23 an ounce at $2309. And then gold uh, managed last week to pop up over $1,800 again. It's down this morning a quarter of a percent to $1,804 an ounce. Crude oil is up huge today, uh, three and a quarter percent, up to $82.58 a barrel day. But I'm going to assume that's on expectations of China being a little bit more active in the future. Uh, as mentioned, the Asian rim market was up big time at the close at 6 a.m. this morning. Japan only up by about 15 hundredths of a percent. But the Chinese mainland composite was up 1.76 percent. The Hong Kong composite up over 4.5% on that news out of China. And if you can take the uh, markets as being a broad-based validation as to whether or not folks actually believe China's going to cut back on the lockdowns, that sounds like a vote of confidence, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Um, just last thing I'll add to the oil deal is that uh, I know I saw on Friday that OPEC Plus is actually meeting or talking about uh, lowering their production numbers. So I think that's probably putting some pressure on the oil as well, Dave. Yeah, that too as well. Uh, we do mention the basis point difference between the 30 and the 2. We're over 70 basis points between the 30-year Treasury and the 2-year Treasury still, which is not what we're looking for. Somebody want to uh, find out how to make sure their retirement plan and the process of looking at all these ups and downs, your retirement shouldn't be going up and down like that. That's a function of too much risk. How do I find you to find that in my portfolio? You know, Dave, that's the issue. The closer you get to retirement, the less risk you need in your portfolio. That's why we developed the core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good day, and we'll see you then, all right? All right, buddy, you too. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. I know it's been a little while since we've had everything working in the right direction, but today we've started off the week in the right direction. So thanks for joining us. I hope you'll be with us again tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Until then. Have a great day.